But dude, want to know what is just an all timer? What? Baby, 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 baby. Oh. I wanna leave you. And welcome back, ladies, gentle swine, a planters. We are here with another episode of Vinyl Stallions. Please, please, please keep it down. Led Zeppelin one. Wow. This is going to be a great one. And this beginning of our Led Zeppelin journey as well. The album that started it all. 1969, 44 minutes and 45 seconds. Um, released. Yeah, January 1969, recorded um, from September to October 1968, um, produced by Jimmy Page, believe it or not. They did not bring in an outside producer. Yeah, that is actually crazy to think about. And also funded by Jimmy, and then Peter Grant was their manager at the time. And those two put together, it was 1,782 euros which equivalent to today is about 29 or about 30, uh, 30 euros, 30,000 euros. Yeah, that's crazy. And yep. Recorded in London. Um, I think we all know the lineup, but we'll go through it just in case. But of course you got Robert Plant on vocals, Jimmy Page on guitar, John Paul Jones on bass and John Bonham on drums. And basically just carrying over from the band, the Yardbirds that Jimmy Page was in. Uh, he played with for many years. And then this is when they kind of disbanded and Jimmy went his own direction with some of his friends. And it gave us one of the greatest masterpieces we have today. Yeah, that's crazy to think about the Yardbirds. Like Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page in the same band. It's it's insane to think about. And uh, even, uh, like, I mean, I, I always hear about the artists, but, like, I have honestly never really listened to any of their music. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's because everything that Clapton and Page did after was much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just the beginning for it. Came out. Uh, Adam said in 1969. Um, I believe the singles off that were Good Times, Bad Times, and then backed with Communication Breakdown. Yep, that's it. Just two two singles, both released at once. That is, uh, yeah, no, that's that's just looking at this album. Um, I wonder which ones they were like, which ones of these are going to be like the hit. So they like kept it. I mean, times bad times is like a solid, I believe like four minutes or something. It's like a great single. I think communication breakdown was like a a sense single wise, but uh, some of these songs on here are just absolutely set the tone for all of Zeppelin. But I just want to take a step back real quick. Just again, I always love, Thinking about the first time I've heard of Led Zeppelin. 
Um, I had a buddy uh, in grade school, a name Mikey, who still in music. And, uh, he was just a music guru, honestly, growing up. He knew everything, uh, all the new stuff coming out, from the Chili Peppers to just everything. And I will never forget, I had sixth, seventh grade, just being in the car, and Stairway to Heaven comes on. And Stairway to Heaven, like, it was the first time I really feel like I listened to it all the way through. But he was like, this is the greatest rock song ever. So in my mind, that is the greatest rock song ever and was always, and, it was like, <laughs> and, and, and no one argued it, like, assumed it was what it was. Um, so that was my initial um, intro to them. And then I was hearing the name. It sounds like one person. It sounds like lead, first name, last name, Zeppelin. And that's also what I thought it was as well. I didn't grasp that it was a full band. Yeah, no, that that's an interesting introduction to them. Um, so I actually, the way I was introduced to them was very bizarre. So Led Zeppelin was my dad's favorite band when he was in high school. And like, a lot of my vinyl collection are vinyls that I've inherited from him. And in my collection, I have every single Led Zeppelin studio album and probably like 10 more live albums <laughs> where half of them are bootlegs that aren't even like real albums. <laughs> <laughs> the dude loved this band. Um, and there was one day where when I was younger, I liked the band Linkin Park a lot. Still do like them. But I used to listen to this band all the time. Wait, you might have, and real quick, uh, repeat that band name again. Linkin Park. I used to listen to them a lot when I was younger. I still listen to them, like, still enjoy the band. But anyways, I listened to them a ton when I was younger. And my dad hears me listening to them, and he goes, you want to hear what metal used to sound like back in the day? And so I was intrigued. I was like, sure. And he actually started off by showing me Highway to Hell. I'm like, Dad, this isn't metal. And so for whatever reason, he decides to try Led Zeppelin and plays Black Dog for me. And same thing. I'm just like, this isn't really metal. And I think now, looking back, I think he knew they weren't metal. I think he's just trying to give me some exposure yeah. to this really awesome band. <laughs> yeah, he had to rope you in some way. And he probably showed you, I don't even know what song right now, but uh, I don't know I've talked about this, how Zeppelin just covers everything. Like from folk to rock to trippy to some metal. I'm sure we can dive into a song and easily find one. Like they bring all aspects of music and that is why they are just so incredible in my mind well this album actually is i would say very bluesy um mm -hmm. and actually several of the songs on here i mean they've been made popular by led zeppelin but are actually old school blues covers like you shook me dazed and confused um and i can't quit you baby like those are all covers. Hmm. That, that's interesting to know. I knew a couple of those were, but I didn't know all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I mean, you listen to them and they sound very bluesy. Like, you shook me. Like, that is pure, like, just 
I mean, the Led Zeppelin made it party blues, but I mean, it, the original form, just pure 12 bar blues. Yeah, no, it's, you can feel the blues. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite an album. And let's just dive right in, man. Let's start at the beginning. Good times, bad times. One of the most just well-known Zeppelin songs, I would say. Oh yeah, you just start. It starts off, and you have no idea where it's gonna go because you just hear. Dang, dang. Dang, dang. And it's like, yeah, where are we gonna go with this? Uh, yeah, it's so. I like to think about this, and again, I know I've mentioned on here before that I'm in the process of making an album. Uh, but one of the things I've like so. I'm thinking about my first song and I'm like, you know what? When I go and see a band or like go and listen to a band, like you're just listening for like specific like things that you're going to remember. And it was obviously just shredding. So I'm like, why don't I just show people that we can rip? And I feel like (laughs) Zeppelin with the song, I don't know. I just feel like it had to, uh, like they were like, this is the one that will hit. This is what people will remember. Because uh, when they do the stops and when Jimmy just lets loose, you know what it means to be alone. Then he's like, that is just like, I literally wait for the point. Just teeing off. Yeah, I mean, they. He does a lot with a little in that song. The song's not even three minutes, but yeah, I, I agree. Jimmy's solo is is pretty memorable in that song. Yeah, and it comes back like twice. Like the first time they tease you, it doesn't happen, and then and then the, and then you wait for it with the boom, down, down, and just uh, it like like that one I absolutely love. And I'm mad. I really can't find a version of it on YouTube. There's a lot of good Zeppelin videos out there, but uh, because it's the first one, I'm going to assume, but I cannot find a good one. I would just watch this thing live. Yeah, I mean, Led Zeppelin, what's so crazy is just the audio quality back then wasn't there, you know, just because of the time, but they still sound amazing when you find live videos of them yeah i know and like they obviously do a good job with like re-oven it but like it matches up very well um you know it's it is done well and i I actually was just watching that uh beatles uh the three-part series on disney plus about the get back or whatever and that was filmed in 1969 like the uh towards the end of the beatles years and whatnot and they uh, were literally talking about, did you hear about Jimmy Page's new band? They just released the record and it's pretty good. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like just one era handing the baton off to another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that that record's pretty good. They're going to be paying attention to theirs, not yours. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. But uh, yeah, it was crazy to just think that like, it was just brought up, but like they were obviously like hearing about them um, just from being overseas and whatnot from that scene. But you know, great way to start an album. Um, I love it. It 
it fades away as well to end. Um, and I like that sometimes in music. All right. So moving on to the next song and this one, I, I mean, it might be cliche, but I don't care. Like easily my favorite song off the album, babe, I'm going to leave you. Um, just wow. That like, it's just one of those songs where like you, you can just like whip it out and be like, okay, this is like, this is a masterpiece. Like every aspect of this song is just perfectly written and executed. It's, it's very well done. And uh, you really hear for the first time on the album, Robert Plant letting loose. And again, as we started this off with the baby, 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 and I want to leave you, leave you in the summertime. <laughs> I also noticed a lot of <laughs> <laughs> on this record a lot, and this one, and in uh, Dazed and Confused, they have a lot of call and response from Plant's voice and Jimmy Page's guitar. It's like, and I don't know why I can't think of it in this one, but like in Daisy and Confused, we're like, ah, wow, ah, wow. Like it's literally just like using his voice as just an instrument and playing back and forth with it. But they, I remember they do it towards the end of this song as well. Yeah. And oh, yeah, the intensity in this song just, just continues to escalate and escalate. I mean, it's sort of a, like, like it's, pretty progressive if you will where it just starts out with just the acoustic guitar and Robert Plant singing and by the end of it it's just like just full on heavy jam yes no this is uh yeah no so it starts off at least we are rock and roll baby uh, but then in the number three is where we start getting into more of the bluesy kind of old-time saloon feel with oh, you yeah. shook me you shook me is just pure party blues yeah and listening to it i it's the first time they let uh mr john paul jones loose on the uh ham and organ okay is that what that is it's an yes it's an organ and i've seen it in some live videos Man, John Paul Jones really carries this band's just whole backing. Like, I'm not exactly sure. I have to do some more reading, but like, I feel like he may have introduced a lot of songs throughout all of these years. And, uh, but I don't know. I'll do some more research and when we get to more stuff on albums, we'll talk more about like who the creators were. Cause I mean, obviously, Plant and Pedro are like the main focus of it but man john paul jones really carrying that he does let loose on the keys a lot uh robert plant is actually playing the harmonica um during this song and then okay. Jimmy has that's guitar. that's why i said that's what that was when you said ham and organ that i thought that that's what that harmonica sound was that's why i was like oh that's what that is yeah no so they all just like respectfully take turns uh just kind of on it and like you just described party blues um but i did not know it was a cover that's that's interesting to know yeah yeah willie dixon um yeah back to what you're saying about john paul jones just to interject really quick he is credited as a writer for good times bad times 
your time is going to come, communication breakdown, and how many more times. So, like, yeah, basically most of their originals on this. Yeah. Yeah, so he's definitely part of the writing process. Nice. What a guy, man. There's uh, These guys had the looks, man. These guys knew the looks. <laughs> the hair, the outfits, just the body, uh, confidence on stage all around. I mean, John Paul Jones just stood in the corner and just had his way and then page and plan just controlling it and then John Bond and oh I don't even have to talk about him. Uh top five rock drummer of all time. Like I'll just throw it right out there. Yeah, yeah it's as easy as that. Like he's <laughs> like it's just unfortunate the his passing like just think of how much more music we would have. <laughs> oh man. Like they were nowhere near stopping. We don't even have any 80s Led Zeppelin. Like, that doesn't exist. Like, when you talk about some great rock bands, like, you talk about, like, oh, 70s The Who versus 80s The Who versus 60s The Who. And, like, same thing with Rush. Like, you can talk about 70s Rush, 80s Rush, 90s Rush. But, like, with Led Zeppelin, you have the two albums released in 1969, and then it's all 70s. Yeah, it yeah it's crazy, and that's also crazy as well that they put out their first Zeppelin one and two in the same year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zeppelin one they recorded in '68, but yeah, they released it right at the beginning of '69. Recorded Led Zeppelin two right after. I don't even think they went on a Led Zeppelin one tour. Like I'm pretty sure they released Led Zeppelin one and then just hit the studio right away for Led Zeppelin two. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's well, awesome. And back now, then you yeah. made money off your albums. It wasn't like touring wasn't the only way to make money. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but moving in there. I've been dazed and confused for so, for so long. It's not true. <laughs> Man, just one of the for you. <laughs> the simplicity of the song is as good as it gets. Like the backing track of just working down. The way Jimmy Page makes his guitar screech during that part is insane. (laughs) And John Bonham, like, he hits every drum in that fill. Yeah, dude. It's it's uh powerful like when yeah when that drum roll comes in and you're just like it's like music just like like shit just doesn't hit like that anymore man like it's all just fucking made up instruments that you're pressing a button like the power that just uh the way you strum it the and the energy the drums can go from keeping it simple and bringing it up like Man, that is the, that's where it all began. I'll I'll just say it too, like just like uh, babe, I'm gonna leave you like dazed and confused, just straight up masterpiece. Like, like it's a perfect song. And what? Well, and this is why I will just never conform to like needing a chorus and needing a structure in my music because stuff like this and stuff like. I don't know, 
thousands of other songs out there that don't follow the normal structure. But if you take risks in music, like it can pay off. That's the biggest <laughs> thing that this band can show you. Yeah, no, can completely agree. I mean, like think outside the box. Like maybe play your guitar with a violin bow, because that's what Jimmy Page does during this song. That's like who thinks of that? Uh, and well, I'll tell you. Actually, it was apparently an idea suggested by David McCollum Senior, whom Page had met while doing this recording session. Okay. Yeah, another thing about this song, too, going back to there's a lot of covers. This is a cover. Jake Holmes is the original artist of Days and Confused, but obviously nobody even knows that because the Led Zeppelin version is a straight-up masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a crazy song. Um, in fact, I saw the movie Days and Confused with Matthew McConaughey before I heard this, so they're all going to be kind of tied together in my mind um but yeah i've never seen it live like i just always think like this is a song jimmy page plays with a violin yeah no it's oh man that's such a good song and it so it also ends side one so on the vinyl good times bad times babe i'm gonna leave you you shook me dazed and confused those four tracks make up side one so yeah you're listening to it on your record player you just get your mind rocked by those four songs and then it's like all right time to flip her over <laughs> yeah you flip her over what am I gonna get after that <laughs> yeah you go right into just another uh, acoustic song your time is gonna come and the organs in this song are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more John Paul Jones laying that down. But uh, yeah, you really get into just kind of the more folky uh, Led Zeppelin style. Yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah, very bluesy. Um, great way to start off side two. Um one of the original songs on the album, written by Paige, Jones, and Plant. Yeah, that is... Uh, I think... So I'm reading that the song was regularly performed live as a medley with the Yardbird solo guitar number, White Summer. Okay. So it was obviously, uh, yeah, definitely in the workings and um, I bet it felt good to lock that one down uh, for playing it all those years. Yeah. Oh, that, man, that would be crazy to see. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I don't even want to get into that. That would be, uh, that's too much. But uh, from there, the second single, uh, Communication Breakdown. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. We got, we got Black Mountainside. Oh, shit. You're right. Oh, it fades. Yeah, dude. What am I talking about? Black Mountainside. How could I forget about that one? It fades into it, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Black Mountainside. There's no lyrics in this song at all. This is, in my opinion, one of the more underrated songs on the album. It's just, you know, Jimmy Page, acoustic guitar. John Paul Jones has a little bass part in it. 
but it's like a perfect transition track. And I believe actually this was the one that they would perform live as a medley with the Yardbirds. It was okay. uh, this little end part of it. Okay, that would make sense because it's only like a two-minute song. So, I mean, you would want to maybe throw a little something-something in there with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it out right now. Just to like look at this album artwork and just man, like this giant ship. Yeah, well, yeah, the Heidenberg disaster um, is what it is a picture of. And I just love looking at this too, because like I said, this was a hand me down for my dad. So this is like an original pressing from 1969. <laughs> like this is not a repressing that I bought at Walmart like earlier in the year. That's insane to like think about and that you're holding that. It's insane like how much just those records were talked around. Like obviously your dad just handed yours to him, but some of the ones that I bought from record stores are like they just have little markings on them, like. Yeah, like I feel like I'm holding a piece of history right here. Like this is an original Led Zeppelin one pressing from the 1960s. Like I would rather have this than a freaking dinosaur fossil. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can do something with it. <laughs> yeah, you can make it talk. That dinosaur bone won't talk. But yeah, Black Mountain Side, just another. Just nice little easy listening. Jimmy Page showing what he can do. Yes, and then communication breakdown. And this one, I mean, it's only two minutes, 26 seconds. And it, I mean, this song just flies. (laughs) Dang, that's crazy. Amazing song. Communication breakdown. Yeah, this was one I wasn't too familiar with. Um, and that riff is so iconic, though. That yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was built around that riff. Like Jimmy had that riff, and then from there, the whole song was built. Um, but yeah, no, that is uh, great because yeah, like I said, the first one's that that's just straight rock. So. It tells you they're not done completely rocking and going full blues folk. Yeah. Yeah, no, like you said, that is the second single off the album. Where are we going from here? We got two more, I believe. Yeah, so the next one is I Can't Quit You, Baby. And that is also a Willie Dixon cover. Four minutes, 42 seconds. Um, Another fun fact about this song is you can find an alternate version of it, which I I mean, it's the same song. It's just a different studio take of it off the 1980 compilation album Coda. Obviously, you know, it wasn't recorded in 1980. That's just when it was released. Um, But I think it is a slightly more crisp take of the song the original off this album is still really really good i listened to either no problem um 
But if you're ever curious, go check out the I Can't Quit You Baby version from Coda. Dang. That's good to know. But yeah, no, this song is yeah another just great uh, kind of bluesy. But yeah, dude, it's party it's, blues. John Bonham is just rumbling and grumbling this entire song, just like just sort of <laughs> like you know he's keeping that slow beat, and then he'll just like you know. No, he yeah he'll come in with some surprises. Uh, it's but yeah no it is slower and kind of just a more laid back. Uh, than some of the other ones on this, which is good. And yeah, just a good seven song. I and mean, I always think you just need a good kind of hidden song there where some people are going to really fall in love with it. And others will say, Hey, it's on the album. Like it's not a bad song, but it's maybe not, it's not like my all time favorite. Um, and I thought that was a great place for this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then they wrap the album up with the longest song on the album, eight minutes, 28 seconds. How many more times? And now you want to talk about 12 bar blues. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. starts off with that John Paul Jones just kicking her right off. <laughs> Dude, this is honestly a great one to end the album. I forgot how much I enjoyed it uh, then I listened to this album again earlier today. And it's great. And it, it's actually another one in that middle section uh, that Jimmy's also, again, playing the guitar with a violin bow. So it's not just on Days and Confused that he was doing that either. And that, oh man, that's such a cool piece of trivia. Like, I, I had no idea that he was doing that. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, and like, that's just something you're like, I mean, I guess he had years and years and years under his belt of playing guitar where he was like, I'm going to mess around and try it this way. Um, it, yeah. And just the way he, he utilizes the guitar, I, fuck. It might have been dazed and confused. It was some Zeppelin song. I don't know. I was watching like a live video or it might have been since I've been loving you, I forget which one, but nonetheless, he was like bending the strings like up farther on the neck, like where you're like uh, tightening. Yeah, Could like it, both. it's it's like not even on the neck, but he's like bending the string up there. I believe it's at the beginning of the days being confused, but I was just like, who thinks about utilizing like those part of the strings or that part of the guitar? Um, it's it, it yeah it's crazy how he does that. Another one I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Eddie Van Halen. If you guys have not seen Eruption live on YouTube, look that up. This man uses every bit of the guitar. He's like making coconut noises by like picking the back of the guitar neck. He's like it's absolutely insane. So yeah, definitely check that out. An eruption into your ears. <laughs> Like it's, that's oh man, it's crazy. And they would like let him do it every night, and it's like just him. Like David Lee Roth is like, this is my favorite part of the show. I get to watch Van Halen just rip, and he goes sits down, smokes a cig, and then it's Eddie Van Halen. It's iconic <laughs> that red, red and white guitar. Um, yeah, that's a really cool video if you have not seen it. Yeah, and then goes right into the. <laughs> 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 and we're running out of time because guess what that is the album zeppelin one the first oh, zeppelin yeah. album 
but like we said, kicks off just an era of top music for me, top music for everyone it should be. Uh, they just changed the whole standard of where music can go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. So 1969, like, I'm tr- like, I'm just trying to think, okay, like, what's been released in music history at that point? And, like, you know, like, how exactly earth-shattering is this album? I mean, obviously, the Stones and the Beatles, they had... Let it bleed. Albums out by then. Yeah, let it bleed. Was this uh, so? Also, nineteen sixty nine, wasn't it? That's a very good club. So here's a couple. Abbey Road from nineteen sixty nine. Okay. I mean, by the Who. Oh, that's a great record. Stand by Sly Fox, and then you could just keep on going. Grateful Dead. I think their first album was nineteen sixty seven. So you would have had that out. I mean, yeah, Beatles, every, anything that came before Abbey Road's obviously out. So, yeah, and but the you think about that. all these bands, and you know, like I'm mean, obviously like Mick Jagger's like the lead man, uh, but they do it with like I don't know, don't they have like six people in their band or something? It's just crazy to think that like just Robert Plant doesn't play an instrument usually when they're up there and it's just guitar, bass, drums, or sometimes drums, guitar, and like piano. And that's like it. But the sounds that they can make, it's It's, it's magical. That's why it's like, you know, last album review, we're talking about Nirvana. Like, dude, they were doing it with three. Occasionally they would drag along a rhythm guitarist on their tours but I mean, in the studio, just three of them. <laughs> no, yeah, it. No, it. Yeah, that stuff is obviously crazy. But I don't know the complexity of what they were playing, man. I like. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I think Nirvana like set the tone and like uh, changed the whole grunge punk scene. But like, just like how music was just portrayed throughout this album with like Jimmy Hendrix or, or Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> Jimmy Page is literally. Like he's making his guitar talk and like tell a story and bring emotion, um, and the drums like I mean everything does man like it, it like the emotion that it can take you from up down you're in the fucking goo pit, rage our face off now I'm in the old time saloon just looking to smoke a fat one like it takes you everywhere. Oh, dazed and confused has an all time goo pit. <laughs> yeah, and. It's crazy. This this band, this band is uh, absolutely something, and I'm very very excited to uh, dive in more to some Zeppelin. Um, but I think it's about that time to figure out where we're we're going to next. Where will the Stallions make their next pit stop? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously uh, we're halfway we're done. Have that uh, Umphreys McGee concert review soon. But then uh, we still have, for the next album review, on the board, we still got Tattoo You, Darkness on the Edge of Town, and Dark Side of the Moon. So what's it going to be? And to start the second half of our first series, and I think we should honestly name this first series just 
icons in music because we honestly wanted to pick albums that were iconic everyone knew the artist they didn't have to be their uh, best al- or what people say is their best album but uh so i'm gonna roll with this icons and music series one we're going on to the fourth album the next album the stallions will be doing is oh the darkness on the edge of town and what an album because club just told me the other day he's never even he doesn't even know a song off this one baby and i just i don't have the exposure to bruce that you did and so i'm actually i'm pumped to dive into this because i love new music dude it's so good this album when i was looking at it from top to bottom i mean just some like classic Bruce hit some great ones that he does live. And like, um, like I've said, I've been exposed to this cause my father, it was just, I don't even know. He's, he's probably seen him like plus 30, 40 times. Uh, but this was his guy and his favorite song is off this one. It's racing in the streets, uh, which is just a deep dive Bruce song. But man, this guy just knows how to tell a story. I challenge you club to, uh, listen to the lyrics or try to focus on the lyrics even with this uh, album because I'm going to point out a couple uh, when we talk about that but there are some of just all time lyrics stick with me in this oh yeah no, I'm I'm pumped to dive in uh, I the name racing in the street like it rings a bell but like I couldn't tell you how the song goes yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the way, again, I mean, the E Street band, having the big band and the exposure, just an organ, piano player, sex, Bruce's harmonica, little Stevie Vane's name ripping that guitar. At like the Clarence. Big, yeah, Clarence. <laughs> like, you have just the exposure to just everyone taking different uh, avenues and songs being able to feature different instruments. But, um, but yeah, I don't know, the storytelling in a, uh, of it all the way it ends with just darkness on the edge of town um it hits i'm very very excited to do this one uh bruce is my guy i'm excited yeah now that that will be a fun one for sure icons and music that's a yeah. great name for the first series icons and music yeah uh, there's discussion of what our march schedule is looking like we'll keep you guys updated with that definitely stay tuned Uh, but like Club said, we got our Umphrey McGee's concert coming tomorrow. We will hopefully be getting that one out maybe even before the next album review. So uh, stay watch. Um, yeah, I think that just about does it. Ladies Stay and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Vinyl Stay. <laughs>